Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Futures Report for Wednesday the 25th of January. I'm Anthony Day. On Friday of this week, Zoe Cohen comes up for sentence. You'll remember that she is one of the Barclays Seven found guilty at the end of last year of causing criminal damage to the glass panels at the front of the Barclays Bank headquarters in Canary Wharf, London. Their complaint was that Barclays is one of the biggest investors in the oil industry, investing hundreds of billions since the Paris Agreement and since the IEA warned that we could not achieve net zero unless all new oil exploitation was stopped now. Zoe and her companions face up to 18 months in prison. I'll keep you posted. My guest this week wants to save the oceans and wants to inspire 100 million people to help him do that. Sounds a lot, although given that world population passed 8 billion last year, is it really a lot? The oceans, he tells us, are the lungs of the planet. Forget the tropical rainforests, the oceans are far more significant. Everything, everything we do affects the oceans, and the oceans affect us. By the way, you'll hear that he talks about organising TEDx in cows. For those of my listeners who are not local, you should know that Cowes is a town on the Isle of Wight in southern England, a notable yachting centre. Nothing to do with animals. Leonardo Zangrando, lone yachtsman and impact coach, welcome to the Sustainable Futures Report. Wow, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, very glad to be here with you. Leonardo, you have a project to inspire 100 million people to take action to clean up the oceans. How are you going to do that? Yeah. Okay. So I, I would tell you by telling you the story, how it developed, how it, it was born. I'm, uh, I'm a naval architect as a background, uh, but I've been sailing since when I was a child. I come from a seafarers a family, a family of seafarers from generations. So we've been always connected with the ocean. Uh, so love for the ocean on one side. And on the other side, recently probably too late, I would say, I started realizing that the ocean can't take it all. And so I, I, I decided I want to do something. I want to do something to uh, help uh, our planet and the ocean uh, to get better uh, in spite of us. And probably doing something for us to understand that we should uh, act differently. So a couple of years ago, <clears throat> I had the opportunity to start to create a TEDx conference in Cows. Um, and so in 2021, I, I ran TEDx Cows on ocean sustainability. And my objective at that time was to uh, not only inspire people uh, with, uh, with a talk, but also inspire people to action. And I asked all the speakers to include in their talk a, 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 a call to action, telling people what they can really do for the ocean, not just theoretical stuff, but real stuff. And that one, for that one, I had the objective to inspire one million people. Now, what happened is that after six months, the videos of TEDx uh, Cows 2021 got 
<clears throat> over 250,000 views, so a quarter of a million. So I say, well, it's not mission accomplished because I'm a quarter of it, but still I'm very close to it. So I thought probably the objective should be higher. And this is why I kind of multiplied by a hundred, which is something that I also coach people to see how powerful we are. And uh, not only that we can have an impact beyond what we expect, but we can also multiply it a hundredfold. So I took kind of, uh, I'm walking the talk in a way, <laughs> what, I, what I try to, to convey to my coaches that we can do much more than we think. And this is why, this is where the 100 million people uh, became a figure for me and for my objective. Right. So, so this you... is how the 100 million people came about. <laughs> right. Now, you say the people you were working with came up with calls for action. That's what you specifically asked for. So what sort of calls did they come up with? What sort of actions can actually be taken? And, and what sort of actions do you expect these 100 million people to take? So on one side, what action they suggested, uh, there are several things uh, which are some pretty obvious. Uh, like there is, there is a guy in New York who has, been, has not been flying since 2015. It is an obvious action, even if for many of us, it might sound impossible because our family is far away. We, uh, we have to move around the world because now we are, everything mm -hmm. is connected. But actually, we should realize that we are taking it backwards. His point, his point is that uh, we created a society um, where we can be connected all across the world just because of the availability of uh, fossil fuels, not the other way around. So the fact that we are hyperconnected is an effect of the availability of uh, fossil fuels. Okay. So we, we, can, we, can, we can really think about it and say, hmm, maybe I can do without and change my outlook on, on how my life should be developed. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. You know, well, so this is one example. That, that's going to help the atmosphere. It's not going to help the oceans, though, is it? Well, yes and no, because actually whatever happens to the atmosphere, whatever happens in terms of CO2 in the atmosphere, affects the ocean. Yeah. And actually, the ocean is much bigger a carbon sink than uh, the Amazon, uh, the big forests. In the, oh, yeah. In I mean, but it's becoming over overloaded, isn't it? It's becoming overloaded. Yes. It's Absolutely. leading to acidification, and the acidification is threatening certainly crustaceans, but lots of other organisms as well. Exactly. So what can we do? Exactly. Well, one point is reduce our carbon footprint because it really affects directly the ocean. Something else, we can be more um, conscious of our impact on the ocean in terms of food. We have seen... Uh, or maybe many of us have seen the, the documentaries on Netflix, uh, Cowspiracy and Seaspiracy. And Seaspiracy is mind-boggling because uh, they basically say, look, whatever 
label uh, clean food or clean fish or, or uh, sustainably caught is based on self-reported uh, sustainable fishing, which is kind of borderline. Uh, now, I don't want to go that radical and, and say, oh, don't eat fish, but be aware of every single action that you take and what is, is its impact, direct and indirect, on the ocean and on the planet. I say the ocean because for me the ocean is the key because I love the ocean. Uh, 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 but I also see it's, it's becoming pretty obvious that the ocean is the big, uh, the lung of the planet, <laughs> much more than the forests, uh, because for, for its size and, and for its uh, mass. Uh, so, really, we need to become aware of the impact of every single act that we take, every single product that we buy, every single decision that we make. Uh, and, and this is the, the, I think, the message is not much, well, I mean, I want to provide examples of things that people do or did or are doing. Yeah but not in a prescriptive way okay as okay. much as in a in a inspiring way look this guy had this problem or had this idea and he's doing this thing what can you do because you are much more powerful than what you believe okay okay Don't now you're, yeah. you're working up as part of the project you're working towards uh, uh, a solo round the world voyage on a right. sailing yacht and that's, uh, yes. you're going to launch in 2024 so Correct. what are you doing before that and uh, and how is this going to uh how's this going to push your project forward well okay so um i consider the solo expedition as well, it, it is a cornerstone of the project, uh, not much because it will inspire in itself 100 million people. Very unlikely that 100 million people will know about this guy sailing solo just for its own sake. Okay. Uh, but I want to use it as a cornerstone to build around it a series of events, like TED-style events, and a, a documentary. A documentary on the state of the ocean and a documentary that different from most documentaries has also a, a call to action again an action-oriented documentary what can you do um, and of course the story of the voyage of the expedition is part of it and it, it will be the the link uh, for all the parts that will make up the, the, the documentary. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a cornerstone or the, the excuse, if you want, to, uh, to have something important to talk about around the ocean, something that also inspires people, inspires people to the possibility, the, the ability that we have to go beyond our limits and realize that we can do much more than what we believe. 
Okay. In a deep uh, dump. Yeah. Let, let me ask you. You're, you're inviting sponsors to support you. What yeah. will sponsors get for their investment? Uh, and more importantly, what will the what will their support do for the planet? Right. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So what the sponsors get is being uh, related to an expedition that has this specific objective to inspire a hundred million people. So in fact, it, it's, it's already, that's the reason why sponsors should, uh, spo or would sponsor the, the expedition. Not much, and, and I think in this, I, I, I kind of, I'm risking, but this is very important for me. Not much for a, a race or a, a, a world record. I see many cases of, of sailors who get sponsored because they are racing. And in fact, sponsors are very willing to sponsor a race. Yeah. And the most, yeah. the, the most uh, the modern boats and the most uh, futuristic uh, kind of boats and, and uh, materials oh, yeah. and all the, all the stuff. But I, this is, in a way, contrary to my ethos so are, are you going to be are you going to be selective in choosing yeah. your sponsors? Are you going to be sure that they are organisations which have a sustainable have sustainable credentials? Uh, or if an if an oil company comes along, will you accept their sponsorship? No, thank you. <laughs> no, seriously, no, thank you. I uh, and actually, in terms of that kind of company, I don't want, want even to mention oil companies. <laughs> that, that that kind of companies. I have been uh, working for the last five years on a project to get together all the startups in the maritime and shipping sector, which is notoriously a kind of dirty sector in terms of impact on the, on the planet. Well, I always avoided to get any relationship with that kind of companies. And th those companies were interested in working with me and with the startups in the in the in the network. I deliberately avoided them because I really don't want to be connected to them. And this, this might be um, too extreme. In fact, the, the counter argument is, well, why not use that easy money that they get from the ground and from the planet, basically, from destroying the planet, why not use it for a good cause? Mm -hmm. This is too much for me. I, I really don't want to use that money, even if it's a flash uh, if, if they could like flood me with money i don't want yeah to. yeah okay now i'm sure you're aware of um ellen MacArthur, who was a round the world yachtswoman and Absolutely. afterwards she's created the ellen MacArthur foundation which is one of the leading organizations in the circular economy when you complete your voyage what do you want your legacy to be okay that that's very uh, very interesting question I guess that what will happen will be very similar to what happened to uh, to Dame Ellen, which is I would bet that when she was racing, she didn't have the clear picture of what she wanted to uh, achieve with the foundation. And then this thing materialized in the process. And this is how any like what startup works or any 
great idea works, it really changes in time. So my idea right now is to create a kind of a media, let, let's get big, a media powerhouse on ocean sustainability. Very similar to what Ellen MacArthur did. She has a very specific and very interesting focus on, on circular economy, which is also part of my message with my boat, because I want to use, I'm going to use an existing boat. I'm not going to build a new boat. Because as they say, the most sustainable boat is the existing boat, because I mean it's a sunk cost, unfortunately, for the environment, but I keep using it rather than uh, destroying it or, or, or decommissioning. Right. This is one. Now, the, the, the Sustainable Oceans Alliance has a range of product uh, projects around the world. Uh, we spoke to them quite recently on the Sustainable Futures Report, and they encourage a number of things towards your objectives as well, towards cleaning up the ocean, towards living in more of a balance with the ocean. Absolutely. And they encourage certain technological advances so that, uh, for example, to avoid bycatch in fishing and things like that. Yeah. Now, you say on your voyage, you intend to carry out some sort of research. What sort of things will you be doing? What sort of uh, objectives will your research have? Okay. So first thing, I want to say hello to Daniela. We've been talking for long. We've been on a panel long ago, five years ago. Uh, Daniela Fernandez of, yes. of uh, SOA. Yes. Uh, they are doing great. She's been great in, in raising the funds to create this fund to support startups. And uh, st I've, been, I've been working with startups for the last 12 years. Um, and this doesn't de de deny the value of re reusing assets like I'm doing, but I was want also to um, refit or refurbish the boat with the most advanced uh, and sustainable products uh, available. Now, to the question, uh, what I'm going to do for science, I am discussing with uh, the GOOS, Global Ocean Observation System, which is a UNESCO uh, entity, uh, to help them deploy a series of buoys that they deploy across the ocean. They have a network of over 2,000 buoys across the oceans, um, which allow them to have a real-time picture of the state of the oceans, of the whole globe. Um, so this is... Uh, a very important part of science, and this is applied science, to know exactly what is going on with the oceans in almost real time. And so I'm going to help them deploy a number of boys along my uh, route, which is a route that is very uh, little, uh, that is, there are very, little, very few boats going on, on those routes, so very little chances to deploy boys in, the, in those areas. So this is one, and I'm also open and willing to bring on board startup-driven innovation for ocean sustainability, uh, which is, uh, it's very broad. I don't know what kind of startups there might be out there 
who might need or, or benefit from being on that journey with me. Uh, but I'm very open to, to have them on board as long as their contribution is not uh, uh, mission critical, obviously. Okay. So okay. I, well, you, you've got uh, nearly two years before you set sail. So I think the most important thing to do is to wish you bon voyage and uh, look forward to talking to you again, perhaps as you as you set off um, so that we can see how the project has developed. And Absolutely. you're going to be at sea for, you say, 200 days. That's seven, seven or eight months, isn't it? So maybe during the voyage, we'll also yeah. go. Uh, because you're going to be in communication, I think. Satellite phones these days will get almost everywhere, won't they? Well, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's actually a, a very interesting sponsor that I would like to have. Uh, a sponsor allowing connection, real-time connection. Uh, typically, I would say, with a low-Earth orbit uh, network. Typically, is the, the SpaceX uh, network. They, they, they created a network that covers the entire globe. But there are other. Uh, in France, there is a, a, a provider also offering the same kind of service. That kind of sponsor, if you hear me, you are very welcome on board. <laughs> well, well, we'll put your website and all the details, contact details up on my website as this podcast goes out. And you never know, somebody may pick it up and uh, I shall expect my commission. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> it would be free free Wi-Fi for uh, a year. <laughs> yes, well, that'll be yes, that'll be very nice. Leonardo, thank you very much for sharing your ideas and talking to us here on the Sustainable Futures Report. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, and good luck for all your next uh, interviews. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. Well, all being well, we'll get back to Leonardo Zangrando as he sets off in 2024, and hopefully we'll keep in touch with him as he makes his voyage. In the meantime, you can find out more at oneandocean.com. That's O-N-E-A-N-D-O-C-E-A-N.com, oneandocean.com. I frequently talk about what we can do to tackle the climate crisis, and while we individually have responsibilities, government organisations and businesses have the clout to really make a difference. For organisations to be successfully sustainable, their employees at all levels need to understand the issues and actions. Next week, I talk to Clark Murphy about sustainable leadership. That's it for this week. January almost gone already. Thanks for listening. If you are, thanks for being a patron. Details at patreon.com slash sfr, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash sfr on how to help keep this podcast independent and ad-free. That was the Sustainable Futures Report. I'm Anthony Day. Until next time.